0: good morning everyone here we are on pulse fm and as i said to you we'll be talking to danielle wheeler this morning danielle how are you this morning i'm well catherine how are you i'm good thank you uh in less than 14 days we're going to see hopefully or maybe not hopefully some changes in the current state uh, uh uh parliament so uh you're running in this election Um, What I've been asking uh, the people that have been running for this, the politicians, is what is the three main points you see that are pertinent to the Hawkesbury?
1: It's really hard to drill down to three, I Mm. think. But look, infrastructure and development, I think, uh, is is one of the big things, which which goes right down, down to the basic issue of what the Hawkesbury looks like. Um, in in the future, yeah, and the, the, of course the big development project that we've got coming coming up is the is the Richmond Bridge duplication, mm. um, yeah, and and what that actually looks like, the community are, are pretty dismayed mm. by by what's on offer, okay. I think, and you know the the state government um, appears to be just ploughing ahead regardless mm. of, of people's. People's thoughts on that and yeah. the impacts, uh, yeah, and the and the disappointment. Really, this is a huge project um, with a what looks to be a fairly disappointing outcome. Um, I think disaster recovery and preparedness uh, are still front of mind for everybody. We're still getting over the you know, the the Gospers Mountain fire and flooding. I was in St Albans yesterday, as were um, several of the other candidates, um, and yeah, and that's a community that's had they've had six floods. In the last two years, and a fire that lasted five months, you know, on yeah. basically on their doorstep, um, you know these these communities they're they're very you know, St Albans is a is a very resilient, um, well coordinated, fairly well resourced community, yeah. and and they're really feeling it. You know, they're, the the mental health impacts, particularly, mm-hmm. as well as the economic um, and physical impacts of this stuff, is is really um, is really still. It's still front of mind for for everybody. Um, yeah, and we we need, and we still haven't recovered. You know, and yet we, mm. I think people feel like they're being forgotten. Mm. And of course, the other big elephant in the room for everyone is the is cost of living. Mm. And yeah, you know, regardless of, of how you're affected by those other those other two mm. things that I discussed, yeah, mm. cost of living is something that, that that bites most people and will have lasting consequences.
0: Yeah, so Hawkesbury, that- I think. Yeah, interesting, you know, because when you mentioned the North Richmond Bridge, uh, I went to one of the uh, chats that they had on that regarding the North Richmond Bridge and uh, how they're putting it up. And, you know, and I I have heard nothing really much back from government but except that they're ploughing through, as you say, and going ahead. And yet I thought that there was supposed to be all these inquiries and studies done. It must be like the people don't matter, do they? Well, I th- this is what's really frustrating about this, I think, and and
1: and what we're seeing actually from you know from our local representatives, who's supposed to be fighting on behalf of the community, is a is is almost a reluctance, I think, to stand up to transport for New South Wales. Mm. Transport for New South Wales isn't running the state. Mm. The, the the coalition government is currently running the state, and I hope after the twenty fifth of March they're not. But mm. it's it's not the job of a government as, you know, of as a member of the of the government, to say, well, Transport for New South Wales are doing this. It's the government signing off on what Transport for New South Wales are doing. We've got yes. the tail wagging the dog. And that's I think that's really, really troubling. That was quite evident on Wednesday night when the community group uh, that's formed out of the Southie Road yes. residents um, who, who are pushing back against this. And yes. what, what I think people wanted to hear was that they're – their representatives would fight for them. And what we've got is this soft, well, I'll go back and ask yeah. sort of stuff. And that's not good enough. Yeah. You know, people people should be people should be expecting more from their elected representatives. Mm-hmm. It it's it's a representative's job to fight for the community, not to just ask a few questions and then yeah. you know wander wander along and, and take it. Yeah, you know, we saw that with Windsor Bridge. Right. Um, we're we're seeing a repeat performance, you know and we're we're being sold a lemon. This is a project that's been designed. To a budget, yeah. not to provide a solution. You know, it came as a it came as a political announcement in the lead up to the federal election. Yeah. This was clearly designed to buy votes. Um, it was a bit of a flop mm. because people saw through it, mm. and and yet now it's it's got this life of its own. You know, and and those of us who know the area well know mm. that it isn't. It's not going to fix traffic. It's just spitting the traffic out yeah. um, onto Bell, further up Bell's line of road. Mm. Um, at the Currency Creek pinch point, you know, mm. <laughs> so anybody who drives that road mm. knows that that isn't going to work. It's going to mm. push more traffic up Grosvale Road mm. as well with that mm. with that intersection there. Mm. Um, and then, of course, there's the impact on, on particularly Southie Road
0: mm.
1: and in All Lane, you know, and those, those residents are getting no benefit from this yeah. project yeah. and all the pain um and that's fundamentally unfair as well you know the, the fact that it's being even sold as a bypass is not, mm. it's not a bypass it's just mm. a dog leg yeah,
0: um, no. I, yeah. I, I get what you mean by that because it's sort of when i've listened to what they've said it has seemed quite sort of like there's no thought or thought of the community or thought of what the community needs and the impact on the roads and the residents around it so I understand what you're saying with that, Danielle. With the um, uh, preparedness, I mean, we've been talking about the evacuation routes, you know, really being an evacuation route, not then building up another suburb around it to cause issues. And, I mean, um, when you look at St Albans, they have had such a rough trot down there. They have. And the thing is, it's great that they've got the community that they do and they're so prepared and they're so... Together with it all, but in some ways it's a sadness of the reflection on how we've helped the community within the Hawkesbury. And
1: look, uh, St Albans, I think St Albans is a is a remarkable community. But yeah. they but in part they're remarkable because they have and they'll freely admit this, I had this discussion with some people yesterday after the meeting mm. the candidate session. are there they're a, they're, a, they're largely well-educated, mm. and many of them are reasonably well-resourced financially, mm. Mm. and that allows them a measure of resilience that mm. that other communities don't have. Yeah. Uh, so, so if you just rely on communities to sort yourself to sort themselves out, and there should be a measure of self-preparedness, you can't just sit around and wait for you know for, for council or the state government or a government agency or a charity to pull you out of the muck. You know, if yeah. you, you you do need you do need to take some responsibility. That's right. But we but but. We have to take. You know, we have to be aware that that not everybody is similarly resourced, okay. um, and and consequently, you you have to you have to make sure that that there's adequate supports for Fair everyone, yeah. not just ad, adequate supports for people who can pay their, mm. you know, to pay for for special treatment. Mm. Um, and that's yeah, you know, St Albans St Albans because it gets so cut off, um and and can be cut off for yeah. so long. Um, ha, have really. Yeah, they're very aware of their challenges mm. around, you know, just basic stuff like having enough food, yes. having enough water, mm. um, generators, power, that mm. sort of thing, but also communications, and that's the real difficulty in mm. St Alban's. You know, mm. and there's the state government really needs to get its head around the fact mm. that relying on Mobile phones and yeah you know, and and the internet mm. it is not an adequate means of communicating with mm. with isolated rural communities. Yes. It's it um, all with the elderly, or with people who don't have resources, yes. and we seem to have forgotten that. You know, we think we send out a text message and yeah. it's all sorted, yeah. and yeah, you know, or we put out a warning, you know, on the on the internet, or we send out a few emails telling so people the to get ready.
0: To that then, well, St has have put in a
1: lovely little project where they've where they've given they've given out um, two way radios. Yes, and and they've then got um, they've they've divided the the valley into wards, mm. and they have a warden in each ward, and it's yep. that warden's responsibility to pass the messages yep. around. It's a it's a lovely um, yep. way around their their constraints, mm. but we. We used to actually be quite good at passing information yes. along before we got la- before we got mobile phones and everybody mm. got lazy. Mm. You know, we and it and I think it kept us well in touch with our communities mm. as well. But we, we have to get we have to get better mm. at this. We have to make sure that people are able to stay in place before they're cut off. Mm. You know, we we've got quite good at getting food and and supplies and you know, medicine and that sort of stuff to people after they're cut off. What we we know. We, get, we one of the advantages that the Hawkesbury has in times of flood is that we get a bit of warning, mm, um, right. and so we know that people are going to be cut off. Mm. Don't take the food to them before that. You know, get out there and tell. So, and, and the RFS, the RFS, and the and the SES do a very good job at. this. Yeah. but they're volunteers. The that's government right. needs to step up. Um, to do this, we can't keep with increasing frequencies of disasters. Yes. Can't keep relying on volunteers to do this work. So and you're right true. about evacuation routes. Evacuation routes are vital. Yes, and and about clogging up the evacuation routes. You know, mm. all those suburbs going into Marsden Park. That's right. And 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 Vineyard. You know, Vineyard is about to is about to drain into Kalani Chain of Falls, mm. and that's going to drain directly into Oakville and Pitt Town.
0: It's amazing, and you know, when you, Hill. yeah. When you look at these things, like I was about to say, what's your thoughts on the Warragam Dam Wall? But then let's look at our water. You know, that's another, and the drainage, and all that. There's so much that is actually in the infrastructure side that you, when you look at it, you think it's just not even being attended to in thought. No, it's 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 really localized. So mm. you know, Alara, for example, at Marsden Park.
1: One of the Blacktown councillors, and I know Brad, he's a, he's a nice bloke, but his focus is Blacktown, mm. you know, because that's who he represents, yeah. stood outside Alara and, and said, you yeah, isn't it great? This has drained really well, mm. you know, and so no one's got any damage from all that from all that rain. Mm. Well, yeah, it has drained really well. It's drained into South Creek, mm. which ended up in the kitchens and lounge rooms of the residents of Windsor and McGrath Hill. Yeah. So, yeah, so that, that isolated drainage that's worked well for one new suburb mm. has really impacted on the suburbs mm. downstream mm. and the towns downstream. Towns that have been there since 1810, I mean, or 1795 in some mm. instances, like it's not a surprise that there's something downstream mm. of, of South Creek. Mm. <laughs> and this is... It's this isolated thinking um, and this really short-sighted thinking, where you plan for something in a drought and then it doesn't work in a flood, or vice versa. Mm. Um, you know that that's really troubling. We we actually need we actually need to stop the urban sprawl of Sydney. Mm. Um, the Greens have a plan to put the green belt back mm. around around Sydney. Mm. Uh, and there was one in the nineteen forties um, and fifties, and it was canned because they wanted more development. Mm. Um, and 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 it needs to go back. You know we've got this really precious bit of land left mm. that's farmland and and endangered ecological communities and the buffer you know the lungs of Sydney really that Western Sydney parkland yes. the land you know yes. round round you know Oakville Skyville that that um, bit of vineyard that's left yes. that's all endangered Cumberland plain woodland yes. right around through the airport site up yes. to up to Camden yeah. that that strip, has a function. You know, it's mm. the lungs of Sydney. It's what mm. cools Sydney down. Mm. It's what feeds Sydney, mm. um, and it and it desperately and it and it's what catches all of this water as it pours out of the hard surfaces so, of Sydney. And it's really it's desperately important that we keep it, and we we can't seem to get it through anyone's head.
0: Yeah, you know, that we
1: have to stop sticking hard surfacing and black roofs on this. On this
0: land, yeah. So, like with the Greens, as you mentioned, then sometimes people, when they say Greens, they get all very scared and they go, "Oh no!" But in actual oh, fact,
1: communists.
0: well, you know, I mean, people they they're going into the voting booths and they want to know, well, why are we go to vote for Danielle and the Greens. And the thing you just said then, especially with p- very pertinent to the Hawkesbury, is the amount of farming in the Hawkesbury. Absolutely. Look, I, I think
1: at the end of the day, the Greens are the ultimate conservatives. You know, people think that we're radical um, weirdos, and and actually, we're the ones who want to conserve stuff. We want to conserve, we want to conserve the space. We want to conserve the particularly farmland and um, and environmental land, You know, the the riverbanks and and all of that. Um, the riparian zones along the river which is what holds the river together you know you take that off and all the banks slip away we know how that goes now um, you know, that we we've we're willing to stand up to developers and mm. say you can't this is the end you know yeah. you can't develop mm. on the floodplain and on the soak away yes. for the floodplain yes. um, we we want st- to we want to stand up to the gambling lobby and the and the clubs lobby and say no more poker machines in our areas mm. uh, we we mm. want public funding for public schools. Yeah. We want fully staffed hospitals. There's no point building a hospital. There's no point renovating a hospital like they have at Penrith mm-hmm. if they don't provide the nurses. To, you can have all the beds in the world. If you don't have the yeah, nursing the staff, care. you're not getting the care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we, we, we were right fully... Right. Oh, absolutely. I had, um, I had an operation last year at, um, at Windsor Hospital, and I have to say they were excellent, uh, but those nurses worked so hard. My parents were both nurses. It's a it's a it's a hard but but rewarding profession, but they're leaving in droves because the pay and conditions are just terrible. The people are really overloaded and really stressed. The Greens will match the the, the ratios um, and exceed the the pay. Um, we want a fifteen percent pay rise for nurses and midwives so that they can do their jobs mm. um, and in caring for people. We want fully staffed hospitals Um, and and the same with public schools. Mm. Public money should be used for public good. Mm.
0: And I think that's important actually of what you've just said. Then people uh, want to open up their views on what the Greens stand for and it's not just about, um, it is the environment, but I mean it's not just about, it's about how the environment impacts on the people in our living. And as you just said, it's about the nursing, it's about the schools, it's about the whole the whole of us—it's—it instead of just one section, which people seem to unfortunately get that in their mind. Well,
1: they get there's a, look, there's, and they're led—they're led to believe that you know there's a lot of there's a lot of nonsense that's peddled about the Greens, you know. Mm. And we saw it—we saw it during the Gloucesters' Mountain fire, yeah. you know. We saw people saying that the the Greens had caused the fires, mm. um, you know, which is pretty extraordinary. I mean, if only I had the power that I was credited with. Um, mm. Yeah, that it would be a different place. There's no point. Have we ever stopped a hazard reduction burn? You know, mm. many of us are members of the RFS. I am. Mm. I was sitting in. I was sitting in the in fire control mm. while I was being accused of of causing the fire and being mm. threatened mm. with being chained to a. To a tree in a bushfire zone. I mean, yeah, you know, this is some of this is just hateful and stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then there's all the you know the, the communists and socialists yep. and you know and, and I don't accept those either. Yeah. We we believe that public money should be used for public good, and we believe that public assets like roads and public transport and 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 hospitals shouldn't be privatised. I don't think that makes me a communist.
0: No.
1: Um, I think that makes me a sensible person who yep. believes in social justice.
0: And I think it's great that the uh, people of the Hawkesbury are now able to hear you, your views on that and to straighten their thinking on either what the Greens stand for. I just want to ask you one quick question before I let you go. I'm sure. very busy today. Uh, what is your view on the raising of the dam wall?
1: I think it's a very silly idea mm-hmm. okay. and a spectacular waste of money. Um, it, it, we in the Hawkesbury know that the water doesn't just come. Mm. from Warragamba. Mm. My big fear with raising the wall is that it gives people a false sense of security. So they either don't evacuate when they need to or we pour more people into areas where we shouldn't be building Mm. anymore. Mm. Um, So the South Creek floodplain, for example... All along our evacuation routes, yeah. you know, that Martin Park, Vineyard, yeah. um, all up Windsor Road and Richmond Road, they're our evacuation routes. We yeah. need them free so that we can get out when we have to. We don't need them clogged with a whole lot of people, either rubbernecking or having to get out themselves. Uh, that's that's one of my big fears, um, the inability to evacuate. Yeah. It's also actually going – it's going to prolong flooding for some areas. The people of mm-hmm. McDonald Valley are really worried because they know it's going to prolong their flooding. Yeah. Um it's and it's going to it's going to lead to more riverbank erosion or the infrastructure New South Wales zone reports show all this. Yeah. You know, you, it, there's been a lot of selective reading, I think. Yes. Um, we could manage that dam yes. a lot better. We're calling for for um, for a 12 metre lowering of the dam in in um, La Nina cycles, yes. so that like we've just seen, so that we can um, mitigate to a degree yes. with the dam, it won't always work. It won't always make a difference, but neither will raising the dam wall.
0: No, it won't. And uh, I can tell you, I mean, the amount of people when you think of the Hawkesbury and how many floods we've been through, and the mental health and all the every all the problems that have arisen from it, that it seems quite ludicrous that we rely on the law that was in the early 1900s that's in our constitution to stop us from apparently changing the mitigation on that dam oh, we can and change it that. it actually that. was a mitigation dam once before.
1: Well, that that's actually been debunked. The Greens yeah. got the Parliamentary Library to do some to do some um, right. research on the on the on the legislation, yeah. and we, it doesn't. We don't have to change the legislation in order to use that dam to mitigate. Mm. We can do it needs a couple of signatures mm. from the minister. We could mm. be using that dam to mitigate now. Mm. Uh, we just choose not to. Mm. Very, or the government chooses not the government chooses not
0: to yeah well very very sad thank you so much for chatting with me this morning and uh wish you all the best in the up and coming elections and maybe if you want um you could come along to the debate we're having next week sure what time when's that i'll let you know I'll get in touch with you danielle on that and um so that we can make sure everyone's got the opportunity to be a part of it if they want to
1: yeah, that'd be great. It'd be a nice break from pre poll. Um, just so everybody knows, pre poll starts on Saturday. Okay, no worries. Two Thank- venues, the Durabban Centre and Richmond School of Art.
0: Yep. Okay, then. Thank you for that. And, um, Thanks, um We'll talk to you later. Thank you. I appreciate it. Bye bye. Bye bye.